This is Redefining the Counterculture on Witten Radio. Make sure to check out our website at wittenradio.com. The Punisher, a firearm-wielding vigilante, was pulled from New York Comic Con by Marvel and Netflix, something Steve Harsh, who's been attending for years, understands. I do kind of agree with that out of respect for the victims and for the situation. But another attendee, Leo Lawrence, says the Punisher didn't cause the Vegas shooting. That's only punishing the the fans, and it's only letting the idiot that did it win. Punisher or not, security here is tight with the NYPD's heavily armed anti-terrorism unit standing guard. At the Jacob Javits Convention Center in Manhattan, I'm Julie Walker. the opposite of what the saying is. Divided. We are not enough. Guys, you're listening to another episode of Redefining the Counterculture right here on Witten Radio. Today, we've got a special guest for you. We're joined by actress uh, Christina Anapoff. Christina, how are you? Hi, I'm great, Walter. Thanks for having me. Oh, you're welcome. You're welcome. Um, so, for our listening audience, 
I was wondering if you could tell us a little bit about um, just how you got your start in acting. Um, did you catch the acting bug at a young age? I actually never wanted to be an actor. When I was growing up, I was really set on becoming a classical ballerina, and I was super focused on academia. I graduated early from high school when I was 15. I went to college that same year. So I definitely had you know, no intention of becoming an actor. But when I was 16 years old, uh, I was halfway through my sophomore year in college, and I fell into acting by landing a lead role in a movie that Universal was shooting in Hawaii, where I was living, where I grew up. And, um, yeah, I was I was cast as the Princess of Atlantis. It was a movie called Escape from Atlantis. And I, that, that's when I got bit by the acting bug, was, was doing that, that film. But it was also a, an incredible, you know, easy way to uh, break into the business, of course, because I automatically had my tag card and a starring role and a bunch of contacts. So I was really lucky. That's so cool. That's so cool. I wanted to uh, ask you, because you're known for always, uh, well, not always, but you've, um, a lot of times you've played like these mythical creatures, like you were uh, a fairy in True Blood. Mm-hmm. Um, do you have any, this is a weird question, but do you have any interest, I guess, in um, mythology? Were you, I guess, ever a fan of mythology or just uh, like akin to it, I guess, growing up? Absolutely, yeah. I I definitely studied a lot of mythology growing up, and I've always been been drawn to, you know, the, the Greek and Roman gods and goddesses. I was really, really interested in, in them for a while when I was a kid and had a bunch of different books on them. So I, I think also being an only child growing up in Hawaii, which is a pretty remote place, I had a lot of time to delve into fantasy and sort of, you know, got got into those realms in my head a, a lot growing up. So maybe that's why I've played those types of characters or or maybe who knows, who knows what came first, you know, did I make did I make those characters manifest in my career or was I just really good at playing them when the opportunity arose? I have no idea. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, what about acting? know that, you know, acting is not a job for everybody, and you really have to have, I guess, the perseverance to just, you know, keep with it. Um, what do you love most about the, the artwork, um, the actual, um, I guess, the art of acting? What, what is it that draws you and keeps you, I guess, motivated to stay with it? Well, it's true. I mean, there's, there's a lot of aspects of acting that I don't really care for at all. I mean, it's, um, I've always been pretty good at all of the different aspects as far as business of it and, you know, pounding the pavement and really sticking with everything. But the, the the moments where you're on set and everything just kind of clicks into place, and I I, could, I can give an example of one of those moments. I mean, they happen differently, of course, every time. But in this last movie that I was uh, doing that was coming out March 30th called Kuliana, which I'm sure we'll talk about more later in the interview, but there's a really great moment that's fresh in my mind from that, which is was the final scene of the movie. It was sunset. It was on the edge of this cliff um, overlooking the ocean. You know, gorgeous, gorgeous location. And it was a fight scene between myself and my uh, on-screen husband, played by Stephen Schaefer. And, you know, this is the last scene of the whole film. And it's a really intense, pivotal scene. And it's a beautiful location. And, you know, we everybody was just giving 
150% and tears and intensity and fights. You know, we're just, we're all in it. And it's, it's moments like that. And I don't even really have the words to explain the feeling, but it's just, you're just so clicked into that, that moment. And, um, you, you know, you just transform into that character and you transform into that experience. And, and those are the moments I think that a lot of actors, uh, put up with the rest of the business for, right, to have those moments. And they're few and far between because even when you're working on a movie, you know, you're, you're working for months at a time, and how many of those moments do you really have during during those few months, two, three? You know, it's, it's, they're few and far between, but when they happen, there's just nothing better in the world. It's, uh, you know, better than anything you could imagine. Yes, absolutely. I mean, just... That's like where you really see the, the fruits of your hard work and your labor, and mm-hmm. you know it just really comes together. Um, I'm super excited that you you mentioned the film because I wanted to transition and talk about that. Um, okay. I love this film. I think it's amazing. Um, you know, Thank I'm you. A, a sci-fi and like a superhero geek, and this film it has those aspects of it. You know, because you mm-hmm. know, and <laughs> what was it like for you? I guess um, this, this story. What I guess to it, um, what was it that just really drew you in and that made you want to, you know, be a part of this film? Well, I had met the director, Brian Cohn, years ago, back in 2011, and, uh, you know, I, we'd kept in touch over the years, and he told me, he sent me the first version that I read, which was, you know, multiple versions before the, the one that we actually shot, and, and the script evolved and went so many different transitions, and every single draft that I got, I thought, oh, this can't, this can't get any better. It can't get any better than this, and it did every single time. He like he, he did something. Who knows what he was doing? Something magical to the script, and it was just evolving and transforming. And um, so, you know, it, it changed so dramatically. So I think the things that drew me to it, it always had this. Uh, this I had a huge, huge feeling inside that this is going to be something so beautiful and so important for Hawaii and so important for that culture, a culture that's been uh, very underrepresented, I think, in, in the media and in the world and in history and, and whatnot. So I knew it was an important thing to be a part of because of that, no matter what shape the script took. And But as the script evolved and as the character of Rose, who is, is my character, who actually was not in the earlier versions of the script, as that character showed up all of a sudden and, and the script kind of just transformed completely um then it, i i switched of course i had all the same reasons for wanting to be involved in the importance of, of the film and the beauty of the film but i was so drawn to the character of rose and uh and sort of her again just like <laughs> i seem to play her otherworldliness so um yeah i knew uh you know that that was going to be a, a really important role for me absolutely yeah i thought that's what no not really i think i i feel like you know so i grew up dancing ballet classical ballet too so so many of the roles and the costumes and all of that is, you know, mythological, right? So there's another part of my upbringing that was very mythological is you're, you're always playing some kind of sea nymph or a sea fairy or a sprite or a 
swan or, you know, something. So uh, <laughs> it, I think it made perfect sense to them. And people have said with, with the fairy, obviously, you know, being a fairy on True Blood was, was one of the most um, widespread mythological creatures that I've embodied and, and, and been a part of. People said, you know, that they thought I was a fairy for years. So it's, it was a very easy, easy thing for everyone to accept. And I was even on the cover of Fairy Magazine. You know, I mean, it's like a very, a very natural thing. <laughs> so, yeah. That's so cool. That's so cool. Um, what was it like, you know, the, the, the filming process for this film? What was it like? Was it particularly arduous? Did it come together quite well? What was it like? Um, well, we were on location in Hawaii, so yeah, it can't be too bad, right? No matter no matter what's going on, so it it was it was really smooth. I mean, it was an indie feature all the way, so you know there were a lot of people doing multiple roles, and um, you know everybody just having to pull together and and make every moment work. And there were tougher moments and easier moments, but all in all, the, the you know Brian and and the producers and everybody had everything really really organized and under control and if if there were any kind of precarious moments production wise i i they, they did a good job in hiding that from me <laughs> so you know everything seemed very smooth and easy as far as as far as i was concerned so it was great there was lots of rehearsal time and you know lots of time to enjoy being in hawaii um my co-star sonia balmores who was in uh, marvels and humans recently and has, has done a bunch of things uh, lately, uh, she and I shared a house there while we were on location. So she and I became great friends, and that was wonderful too. Because you know we had like a built-in buddy to go do do things with on our day off, and we just got along so well. We even uh, we conceptualized uh, the idea for another project that we're now partnered on together. So it, it was just it was a really wonderful filming experience, all in all, and great. Obviously, always great to to go home. Um, it was a different, you know, Maui. We filmed on Maui, which is a different island than I than I grew up on. But, you know, Hawaii. It's, it's great to be back in Hawaii and and enjoying the beauty of all that. We had beautiful houses. Sonia and I shared. It used to belong to Laird Hamilton, a surfer. So as you can imagine that's a pretty nice, pretty nice place. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Um, now the film is set to be released um, on uh, March 30th. Have you seen the final product? Are you pleased with it? I have seen it, and it's it's amazing. I saw the final product at the Honolulu, uh, not Honolulu, the Hawaii International Film Festival a few months ago, and it was the first time I'd actually seen it in an indoor theater because the film premiered at the Maui Film Festival, which I was at, and it, which was an experience unto itself, which is a massive outdoor theater on this golf course, and there were like 3,000 people, which is cool to watch it like that too, but it was great to see it, you know, in a nice, enclosed, darkened environment, I think the way, you know, films are meant to be seen, so... I was really, really happy with it. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, what is the biggest takeaway that you want people to get when they when they see this film? Because to me, it's like it was more than just a, an action adventure, you know, you know, um, suspenseful popcorn flick. It was it had a really good message. Um, you know, being I guess one of the lead actresses in it. What would you say that is the biggest takeaway that you want people to get from the film when they see it? Hmm. Um. Well, I think that, you know, when, when you watch the film, people that don't know anything about uh, Hawaii will learn about this by watching the film. But, that you know, in 1971, when the film takes place, 
what's called the Hawaiian Renaissance, uh, if anyone has ever studied you know, Hawaiian history, still hadn't happened, right? Meaning ancient Hawaiian values and customs and, and all kinds of things. Like Hawaiian was no longer taught in schools. It was, all of that was near extinction. So this film definitely delves into that and you'll learn about it. But I think having that little extra cultural knowledge going in really deepens the, the viewing experience, first of all. And I think the takeaway would be that people will learn that, you know, kuleana basically means spiritual responsibility, which, of course, you can, you know, translate into um, any any cultural, any culture and any, any, any one of our lives, right, spiritual responsibility. And that, that spiritual responsibility, as the characters learn, is, is a privilege instead of a, a burden, like, like your kuleana of, like, you know, raising a child, right? Like, instead of looking at the burden of it, it's like, the privilege to be able to do that, the privilege to be able to um, have that responsibility. So I think that's something that everyone could definitely inject more of into their own lives and, you know, gets wrapped up with gratitude and all, all of those all of those good things that I don't think we focus enough on in today's day and age, especially today's digital age, right, with um, more and more disconnection happening because of uh, online uh, living. <laughs> um, Absolutely. You're so right. So, yeah, so Kuleana, I think it's a good, um, you know, sort of translating into things, spiritual responsibility for people. I, I think that's what I would like people to walk away with most. Awesome. And um, what, uh, I know that you said you have a, a background in dancing. You're a ballerina. Um, you were in uh, Black Swan. What was that like when you were filming that, that movie? <laughs> that was tough. It was an incredible experience. Obviously, working with Darren Aronofsky and Natalie Portman and Barbara Hershey and Winona Ryder and Mila Kunis and all these great, great actors, actresses and, and you know Darren Aronofsky is an incredible filmmaker who's 100% from the indie world. You know, and even though he makes big movies now, he still runs his film sets with an indie film set. And he has to be really focused, and everybody has to really be doing their job at every moment, which is super intense but really, really inspiring. Also. Um, but it was just tough, you know, physically because we all had to sort of become uh, classical ballerinas, like professional ballerinas. And we, you know, even Natalie Portman, you know, everyone, we had all had some ballet training, which is what helped us get cast. But, um, you know, to be in the studio eight hours a day, like a professional ballerina would be, and actually become one again when most of us hadn't been in the studio, you know, maybe take a class once in a while to stay in shape, but you know, not dancing like that. Like, that element of doing Black Swan was super, super um, difficult. And we were shooting in New York in the dead of winter, and we were all, like, you know, 80 pounds and just working so hard every day, and our feet were bleeding, and, you know, I lost my toenail. I mean, it's just, like, so many different Jeez. things that were... <laughs> I lost my toenail auditioning for it, actually. It, it, so so the, the toughness started before I even got the role. But it, but it was also incredible because... You know, being a, a classical ballerina was something that was what I initially wanted to do with my life, and acting kind of took me away from that in a lot of ways, in, in, in great ways. It's definitely acting, definitely the career with more longevity, or you know, it, it was when I was making that decision at age 17. But there was, of course, always part of me that was sort of, you know, mourning that shattered dream, that shattered dream, you know, being a ballerina. <laughs> and so Black Swan both let me kind of come full circle and fulfill that and also just, like, got rid of any any desire I had to be a classical ballerina ever. Like, you know, it, 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 
it, it let me experience it, but it also reiterated that I chose the right career path with acting. Absolutely, absolutely. What's the biggest takeaway that you want people to get from your work when they see your films and, you know, for the young girl that's out there listening to this interview, um, what's the biggest takeaway that you want them to get from, from your work and your legacy? Hmm. I don't think that I've done anything yet that I – I mean, there's different things with each, with, with each project, but it's more about the project, really, than about my work. Like, with, you know, with Coolion, it's kind of the overall message and um, with everything I've done. But I'm getting much more into writing and producing and, and filmmaking now. So I think I will be able to answer that question better in, like, two years. <laughs> because I'll be more in control of what people actually are walking away with. I think as an actor, you don't necessarily have that much control. You know, they might think, oh, she's so lovely, or oh, she really moved me with that scene, or whatever. But, you know, at the end of the day, it's like there's so many other factors that come into what people actually see on screen. That, I don't know, you play with an actor, we don't have that much control over that. Yeah, you're so right. You're so right. Christina, I'm all out of questions, but I wanted to thank you so much for joining me on today's show, and uh, I wanted to open the floor to you if there's anything you like to say to our listening audience. Um, thank you so much for having me, first of all. I guess one thing I wanted to just throw out there was that um, I'm producing, I created and producing this kids' show now, and we just finished our first season. It's about to go up on, uh, right now it's airing on DirecTV already nationwide, doing really well, but we're about to do a merger with an even bigger network than the one that we were on. So it's going to be everywhere pretty soon. It's called the John Kerwin Kids Show. And it's basically like the Tonight Show for kids. So it's all the stars of Disney and Nickelodeon and so cool. all over the place because you know they, there's these stars that massive followings, obviously on social media, and and they they don't really have a platform to to go on uh, anywhere like a like a glamorous late night style platform like adult stars do, right? With with Jimmy Fallon and whatnot. So we created the show, and um, there's just so many of these really interesting, funny, cool kid stars from all of these, these Disney, Nickelodeon, Netflix shows. I mean, movies, there's music stars, there's a ton of, of child celebrities and teen celebrities that have come on the show so far. Um, but that's, uh, yeah, the John Kerwin Kids Show. And we're on Instagram, the John Kerwin, you know, John Kerwin Kids, at John Kerwin Kids Show, I believe it is. And uh, there'll be a lot more. We'll be seeing a lot more of the John Kerwin Kids Show in the months to come because this, this deal should be done in about two weeks. So I'm excited about that. Man, I love it. I love it. Where can our listeners <laughs> find out more about you and kind of keep abreast of what you're doing? Um, all my social media platforms are at Christina Onapow. So Instagram and Facebook, Twitter. I'm not too big on Twitter. I'm I'm going to try to be a better tweeter. <laughs> not. I always forget about Twitter. I I need to link it to something else. I think and just you know every time my Instagram it automatically goes because I just I always forget about Twitter, but. Those, those three, Instagram is, is the, the best one, I think, to keep up with everything. Right on, right on. Well, Christina, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Oh, you're welcome. You have a good day. Thank you. You too. Bye.